0: Kristen, I have news for you. Yes, James. What is it? What is it? It might be bad. It might be bad news, Um, Kristen.
1: Let me guess. You are upset because Kate Middleton now is wearing messy buns too? Is that it?
0: God, that would be the (laughs) end of the world. No, my bad news is that I am actually going to apply for another job.
1: James! No, but what about me? What about us? What do you mean?
0: I'm so sorry, but the royal household is hiring a new press person for Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. And the gig starts in April. I'm going to get 33 vacation days, benefits, and I'm going to move to Buckingham Palace. So, bye. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: interesting, interesting. This isn't that job I saw on LinkedIn, is it?
0: <laughs> Don't you dare apply for this? This is my job. i'm getting I'm gonna spin that messy bun that Megan is proudly wearing so well to the press. I think I'd make a great press secretary.
1: But wait, that job does not start until April, so that means you're stuck with me for a little bit longer, and so we may as well introduce ourselves.
0: Okay, fine. I'm James Barr, a royal loving ginger in the UK, and future best friend of Meghan and Harry.
1: And I'm Kristen Meinzer, a lifelong royals enthusiast living in the US who may be competing with James for that position as press secretary. We'll see. (laughs) And you're listening to When Meghan Met Harry, a royal wedding cast.
0: In each episode, we examine the latest news about the wedding, do a deep dive into a pressing issue about the royal couple, and finally give our predictions for what we think will happen at the wedding itself.
1: So, shall we get into this week's headlines, James?
0: Let's do it, Hagen fans.
1: <laughs> First up, some updates on Princess Eugenie's campaign to upstage Meghan and Harry. I mean, Ugh. her upcoming wedding. Just kidding. We we love Eugenie too. We love Eugenie, just not as just much not, as just Meghan. Not and as Harry. much. No, yeah. Not as much. No. So, Page Six is reporting that Eugenie's engagement ring is twice as expensive as Meghan Markle's, according to a gem expert from a British TV show called. Posh pawn, Eugenie's ring is reportedly valued at one hundred forty thousand dollars. Let's remember something, guys. Meghan Markle's wedding ring is honestly priceless. It's not just beautiful. It was designed by Harry, and it includes diamonds from Princess Di's collection. It's not all about the giant sparkly rock, Eugenie. So there there
0: but Kristen I mean it gets it gets worse they're really going there with the upstaging because Eugenie and Jack apparently according to the Daily Star are going to have a more exciting guest list than Meghan and Harry no impossible ridiculous
1: impossible how is that even possible (laughs) Meghan is like a tv and a movie star she has famous celebrities everywhere
0: well according to a former royal palace press secretary Eugenie has a lot more celebrity friends what
1: does that even mean (laughs) a lot more celebrity friends. I don't know oh
0: gosh And obviously Harry is going to need to invite people in terms of protocol because he's higher up in line to the throne than Eugenie is. But I very much doubt Eugenie is friends with the Obamas.
1: I refuse to believe they're going to have a better guest list. I don't think that's possible.
0: This is literally turning into a reboot of *Bridgerton* <laughs> with with Megan playing Anne Hathaway, and she's going to mount Eugenie up the oh. aisle. I, really, <laughs> I can see it. Maybe Megan is going to get her Hollywood career back on track.
1: Oh, but listen to this. Listen to this. Eugenie and Jack—they may be trying to upstage this wedding, but they're the ones who have to push back their wedding date. You know, they originally said when they got engaged that they wanted to have their wedding in September. But guess what? They're probably going to have to get married in October instead because everybody else in the royal family, including Meghan and Harry, have so many engagements lined up for the next year that, you know, September, not going to happen. No, no. Nope. Nope.
0: Bad luck, bad luck. Rumor has it, I guess, um, Fer- Fergie's going to do a podcast as well. Now. Shut
1: up. Sarah Ferguson?
0: <laughs> Can you imagine? No, I'm just making it oh, up. Oh, God, so funny. that would be hilarious. The Sarah Ferguson podcast. Oh, my God. When Prince Andrew Divorced Sarah Ferguson, that could be its title. Oh, my God. I'm going to take credit for that. We should get back to the most important wedding yeah, of our yeah, lives, yeah. Megan and that. Harry's. This is the real one. That's what we're yes. here for. E! News has revealed the name of the mysterious mutual friend who introduced them.
1: Yes, yes. So exciting. The matchmaker has been revealed.
0: Remember when they were awkwardly quiet about it? Well, they wanted to maintain her privacy. Harry seemed like he was going to say the name, but Megan cut him off. And there was lots of speculation that the person was Marcus Anderson, a Soho House consultant, because he was sitting next to Megan at the Invicta games.
1: But obviously, it couldn't be him after they implied Meghan and Harry said it was a she, a her, who introduced them. So, you know, other royal watchers were saying it could be Misha Nonu, a fashion designer and friend of Meghan's who is married to one of Harry's friends. Then, of course, other people were saying it could be Jessica Mulroney, Meghan Markle's stylist. And some people say that she's Meghan's best friend.
0: (laughs) Wait, is that not us?
1: Well, we'll see. A lot of people are saying that they're best friends with Megan right now, interestingly. However, E! News claims that the real person to introduce our favorite couple was actually somebody else entirely. They have confirmed that the real mystery matchmaker is Violet von Westenholtz
0: who is the daughter of a baron who's best friends with Prince Charles. Weirdly enough, her sister, her younger sister, Victoria, was once romantically linked with Harry also. E! News says Harry was having a hard time finding a date, being there, and then he couldn't <laughs> use Tinder or a dating app for obvious reasons. <laughs> so he can find about his struggles with close friends, one of them probably being Violet. And Violet met Meghan and became friends with her because of Violet's PR work with Ralph Lauren. And she put the two of them together. But Violet has not responded to E! News about this speculation. Mm,
1: Interesting. Interesting. Do you think it's weird that Violet was trying to hook these two up when her younger sister
0: used to date Harry? Is that a little bit weird? If that's true, it is a bit odd. I mean,
1: I don't know if it's true or not.
0: I can just imagine her texting a friend, you know, like, my sister dated him, he had a great body, check him out. I mean, that is weird, isn't it?
1: It's a little bit weird. I mean, remember Prince Charles before he was with Princess Di? He was with Princess Di's older sister for a while. Do you remember that?
0: Oh, oh my God, you're so right. That's really disturbing. They like to keep it in the family, don't They sure (laughs) do.
1: What's up with that, with the royals? I only want to date people I'm related to or who are related to each other. Or ideally all of the above. I don't know.
0: I really wish Harry would have been on Tinder. Oh, my
1: God. I would love that. That would have been so great. I would
0: love that so much. He's getting a super like from me. Yes.
1: Okay. Well, we're, we're happy that they got introduced. We don't care how they got introduced, but it's fun to know how that happened. So some news now about the wedding itself. Express is reporting that Meghan Markle will make a speech at the wedding. And this is a huge deal if she does this. This is not something that a young woman marrying into the royal family normally does at her wedding. This is breaking all sorts of protocols. But a source claims that since Meghan's father will likely not be making a speech at the reception, that Meghan wants to have a chance to, at least on her own, thank her husband and everyone who has supported her and supported them. So I love the idea of that. I think that's great.
0: I think that's super cute. Megan's obviously had loads of experience doing speeches addressing the UN and, you know, memorising lines and delivering them in her job as an actress. So I reckon she's going to nail this. Do you think she'll tell some jokes?
1: Oh, I think she's got a great sense of humor. I think she'll tell some jokes, very sweet ones, though. They won't be the kinds of jokes that will be throwing anybody under the bus or anything. The kinds of jokes about how how she got all aflutter the first time she met Harry or, you know, something like that.
0: Okay, so not like Prince Philip-style jokes. Oh,
1: no. She would never tell those kinds of jokes.
0: I mean, that's the speech I really want to see, to be honest.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. They're tasteless He's so tasteless.
0: Oh, my God. We've also learned the date of Harry and Meghan's next royal engagement. And it's going to be this Thursday, February 1st.
1: Oh, my God. I'm so dying because this is going to be their first formal event. And we're going to see Meghan all fancy and dressed up. And it's going to be so beautiful. I am so excited for this event. So tell us more about it.
0: The couple are going to be honouring Britain's wounded veterans at the Endeavour Awards. This is going to be their fourth official engagement since announcing their upcoming wedding. It falls in line with Harry's passion for the armed service, the Invictus Games, and the awards celebrate the achievements of wounded, injured and sick servicemen and women who have taken part in remarkable sporting and adventure challenges. Prince Harry is a regular attendee at the ceremony, but usually his brother William is his date. This time, it will be Meghan. And because there's always a scandal... This event clashes with a major tour of Scandinavia that Kate and Wills will be embarking on from January 30 to February 2nd. The already married royal couple are visiting Sweden and Norway. This will be the first formal event we'll see Megan oh my at. Gosh. What sort of gown is she going to wear? I'm so What is her hair going to look like? Please, not the messy bun. I've had a lot of hate on Twitter, by the way, about the messy bun, so I'm now no longer mentioning it. You can
1: mention the messy <laughs> bun. You're allowed to have opinions about the messy bun, but I just think that... Eventually, you're going to see the beauty of it. You're going to see the beauty of it.
0: Okay. Okay. Maybe I will on this Thursday's event. (laughs) I love how many official engagements they're doing together.
1: Oh, I love that too. I mean, this isn't normally the way it is. You're not even married yet and you're doing all these engagements together. I just, But I love that these two are. And you know why? Because their love is real and people want to see that love in real life.
0: Thank you for sharing it with us.
1: Yes, thank you for sharing your love, take Hagen. We love it.
0: And a nice note to end our headlines this week, an interview on ITV's morning show Lorraine with Elton John, noted friend of Princess Diana, um, has given us insight into Meghan and Harry's relationship. He said in the interview, I spent some time with Harry at Google Camp in Sicily last summer and I could tell that he was totally in love and that Elton said, I thought, good for you. <laughs>
1: Good good for you. Jolly good. Good for you. That's such
0: an Elton John thing to say. <laughs> Jolly good. Elton didn't directly reveal whether or not he would be attending the wedding, though, but he said it would be nice. He
1: went on to say about Princess Di, she was just loved by people because she had that great ability, which her son Harry has inherited. She could walk into a room of people and make them feel at ease as if she'd known them all her life. Oh, that's so true. Harry makes me feel that way. I've never even been in the same room as him, but I feel like when he's like, just even in a picture <laughs> or in a video, I'm thinking, oh, he's just putting me at ease. I feel yeah. like he's known me my whole life.
0: I know. I do get goosebumps when I see pictures of Harry smiling and they are just so delightful. And hearing Elton talk about that is great. I do want him to be at the wedding, though. He was asked if he was going to oh, get a performance slot. I hope so. Elton did not know yet whether or not that would be happening, but that would be great, wouldn't it?
1: Oh, yeah. And I want him to sing Crocodile Rock. And then um, (laughs) maybe Rocket Man. Yeah, I I can totally imagine his whole set. Yeah.
0: Can you feel the love? What's that song he did? Oh, my God, from The
1: Lion King. Can you feel the love tonight? Oh, yes. Oh, that would
0: be so good. Oh, yes. And Megan could sing it.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can feel the love tonight. I can feel it right now. Oh, my God. I can
0: feel the love, too. (laughs) We have to take a break, though, from our love. But stick around. We're going to be back in a minute for today's Deep Dive.
1: And we're back with this week's Deep Dive. And for this week's Deep Dive, we have a very special guest calling in all the way from Hollywood to talk about what it's going to be like for Meghan to leave her Hollywood career behind to become part of the royal family. And that guest is the great Elizabeth Kraft. Hi, Kristen. Hi, James. Hi. Now, Liz, as many of you may know, is co-host of Happier with Gretchen Rubin. And more importantly for today, she's also the co-host of Happier in Hollywood, which is a podcast that takes place in Hollywood all all about the craziness of life in Hollywood. And you can find Liz on Twitter at Elizabeth Craft. She's a TV writer and a producer based in Hollywood. And um, Liz, we have so many questions for you today about Megan's future leaving Hollywood.
2: In some ways, the job is similar, I think. Like she has to pick out great outfits. You know, everyone will be criticizing what she wears. She has to always have perfect makeup and hair. Although I've heard you guys Arguing about the messy bun and whether or not that constitutes perfect hair—it's <laughs> perfect. The messy bun I now is. I've decided a beautiful
0: that thing. I'm leaving that subject alone <laughs> because of backlash on Twitter.
1: <laughs> oh, you are! <laughs>
0: Please okay. don't mention the messy um, bun. It's a real trigger point for me.
2: <laughs> okay, forget I mentioned it.
0: <laughs> but wait, no. What is your Hollywood opinion on the messy bun? whilst we're, whilst we're on it,
2: <laughs> I'm all for it. Yes you know, it's fashion forward. And that's what you want in a princess. You want her to be fashion forward. You want her to be a trendsetter, especially because Kate is not so much that she's really traditional.
1: I for one, am happy with the messy bun. As you know, Liz, Um, I I think she looks fantastic. But let's talk a little bit about what she has in Hollywood and what she's going to leave behind. And Liz, I know you have friends who have left Hollywood. And what have your friends' experiences been who've left Hollywood? Have they missed it horribly? What's the best thing about leaving Hollywood and the worst thing about leaving Hollywood?
2: I think the worst thing is that, you know, before Megan sort of could have all these dreams of going for the brass ring, winning an Oscar, um, having, you know, praise heaped on her for her work as an actress. And now she's just giving that up. I mean, she's never going to win an Oscar. She can do a lot of other things like, you know, eradicate AIDS, as she and Harry are hoping to do. But she's not going to have that sort of thing that she probably dreamed about since she was seven years old. So I think that's going to be hard to give up that identity and the identity that she's really now part of the family. She can't shine as much, or it'll probably cause a lot of problems. Whereas in Hollywood, it's all about me, 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 you know, ego, ego, ego. And now she's going to have to step back, and really absorb herself more into the royal family and just have an appropriate amount of attention.
0: Wait, so do you think Meghan, is Megan never going to be able to get like her name on the Hollywood Walk of Fame?
2: Good question. I don't think so. Not unless she comes out of retirement. I don't think starring on Suits gets you on the Hollywood Walk of Fame.
0: <laughs> the, the shade.
1: But what I about seats. those Hallmark movies? <laughs> I love those Hallmark movies that she's been in. They're so good. When sparks fly, sparks literally fly.
2: <laughs> so good. She's in a fireworks family. I think she was poised to go the distance. And I think that, you know, that's not going to happen now.
1: Mm. Based on what you know from your friends who've left Hollywood... What tips do you have for Megan as she makes this transition from Hollywood life to life outside Hollywood?
2: I think she's got to stay centered, remember why she left Hollywood, that this is something she wants to do. So when she has those sort of moments of jealousy, she can sort of look at Harry, look at the work they're doing and say, hey, this is worth it. Now, I think that's going to be easier for Meghan as a princess getting all of, you know, these perks than it is for sort of my friend who lives in Montana and is now, you know, feeding chickens in the morning (laughs) and i'm guessing as a princess she's still gonna have so many eyes on her that she needs to uh, keep up that hollywood you know diet which we hear call being hangry all the time i don't know if megan ever gets hangry but a lot of actresses do
0: we have a Whole Foods in London so I think she'll probably be okay getting the green juice in the morning.
2: Okay oh good. I do think Megan could have some good Hollywood tips for the queen because like I think I've heard the queen likes drinks English breakfast tea but there's healthier things she could be doing like drinking green tea or ginger tea with cinnamon and turmeric. Oh my
0: gosh. I mean the queen also has four cocktails a day according to Vanity Fair. She has a whole drinking schedule.
2: <laughs> yeah, so Megan might be able to bring some of the, um, you know, Hollywood health tips to the royal family, which I think is o- benefit everybody. <laughs> do, do you think that she's going to bring other Hollywood tips to the royal family? I
1: mean, something I think about is she has a little bit of glamour that the rest of the royal family maybe doesn't quite have. Do you think that she's going to teach them certain things about... Camera angles, or how to be on the red carpet, or other insider tips from Hollywood?
2: Well, I'm sure she'll be giving some coaching to Kate at least, because now that Megan's on the picture, Kate's probably going to want to step up her game in that regard. So I do think having, you know, a sister in law who's been a TV star could be great for Kate, as long as she doesn't feel, you know, a little bit jealous of Megan's beauty. Not that Kate isn't beautiful, but Megan's on another level. Oh, yeah. Megan is just.
1: Way more beautiful than most humans. Like it's not even a comp- like. She looks like she's from another planet. She's
0: so beautiful.
2: Yes, yes.
0: I'm staying very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I love Kate. So I think Kate is as stunning as Megan. Mm. I, I hold them all in in equal regard.
1: Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Kate, Kate, I'm not saying Kate's not pretty. I I just think Megan is. You know, Megan's like movie star looks. Yeah, she's gorgeous. She's gorgeous.
0: I'm just sipping tea. <laughs> no she is i I do think the royal family i feel like they're quite good at the the red carpet thing though do you feel differently as you're in hollywood
2: i think the thing about the royal family is they're all about sort of withholding information and i think now what's in fashion is to be more vulnerable and show your soft side and show your flaws i think that's what like the public really connects to and I don't know if they do that so much. So I think that Megan could teach them how to be, seem a little bit more vulnerable without actually revealing anything they don't want to reveal, but connecting more with the masses. I think Princess Diana obviously was a master at that.
1: I think that's very true. I think
2: Megan will do
1: a great job with
2: that, just based on
1: the speeches she's given so far, what she said about race and class and feminism, the work that she's done in the world, she does bring her own story to it rather than just speaking as an outsider. And I, I would love for the royal family to all do that just a little bit more, just to seem a little bit less like mannequins and a little bit more like humans.
0: What do you think Megan's going to miss the most? Like the one thing about Hollywood that she's going to miss the most?
2: Probably just that feeling of glamour and fun. Because there's really nothing like Hollywood for, you know, a, a party in the Hollywood Hills on the top of Mulholland in a mid-century house overlooking, you know, the city lights with, you know, George Clooney standing next to you. <laughs> Not that I've ever been to a party with George Clooney standing next to me, but I, I haven't. But I think Megan has. So I think she will miss
1: yeah. that. I miss that. And I've never even done it. Just hearing you talk about it.
0: Same. And the weather, I think, is probably the one thing I was really expecting you to say.
2: Oh, my God. How could I not have thought of that first? Once you live in Los Angeles, I don't think it'd be very hard to live in some place with so much rain and gray skies. Yeah, I that will be tough. That's why they'll have to have so many romantic getaways.
0: <laughs> yes, true. <laughs> she'll always have someone holding her umbrella over the top of her. So I think she'll be OK. But I do know what you're saying about the weather. And uh, yeah, I am really miss L.A. right now. Do you feel like Megan might want to dip her toe back into Hollywood? And with the royal family let that happen is another question. But do you think she'd want to do that?
2: I'm sure she will. Um, because I think once an actress, always an actress. I don't think they ever really want to give it up. However, I can't imagine her acting now. I just think it would be... It's just not a good look for a princess, I don't think. Because what is she going to get naked, and you know, in something, in some <laughs> indie film? I just don't see it happening.
0: Do you think that Megan... This is such a deep question, So and, and don't judge me for it. It's just a concern I have. Do you think Megan is currently acting? Like, she's becoming a princess. That's a thing from a movie, right? So, it's happening in Megan's real life. Does she just... For her, do you think she's stepping into a new role? Like... I don't know what I'm trying to ask. I'm trying to say, do you think she's acting?
2: Yes, I do think in terms of what's similar to being an actress in Hollywood and being a princess in England is that I think she's probably acting just as much in that role as she was in Suits. It's like she knows how to put on the game face. It's just maybe a role she's decided to accept for a lifetime. But how could you not be acting? But, I mean, the only thing I don't like about that is I don't want
1: anyone to hear that and think that she's a fake because I don't think she's a fake. I think she's just doing her new job very, very well, right?
0: Yeah. And also, to, to an extent, Harry and the rest of the royal family are also acting. So,
2: mm, Of course. They're used to, they're probably glad to have someone who's, who can withstand that. I mean, look at what it did to Princess Diana, right? I mean, we know that Meghan can at least keep her game face on, you know, day after day after day.
0: And yet, yeah, seems so real at the same time. Like the, the first announcement, where they were talking about how they'd roasted chicken. Like I love that because it's just it brings it. It makes it so normal and relatable.
1: I am just glad she decided to take this role. Yeah, because it is the role of a lifetime, and it's one that you actually can make such major changes in the world with. The idea of her and Harry eradicating AIDS, for example, just yeah, it it just blows my mind to think that she's really. It's sad that she's giving up her entire career, but. She's taking on a new career where she gets to do things that are good for the world and that she's always been passionate about. So I, for one, am glad that she's leaving Hollywood, even though it's sad, but it's it's good for the world that she's doing this.
0: I wonder if, in a way, she doesn't see it like she's leaving Hollywood because actually her main, like maybe her whole focus has not been career, but like, how can I change the world? And now she's continuing to do that. So she's almost continuing her dream anyway.
2: That's very true. And, uh, you know, on a more shallow level... You know, Meghan Markle was not an A-list celebrity in Hollywood. I'm not even sure she was B-list, but she is now A-plus, right? Yes, she is (laughs)
1: A-plus.
0: Thank you, Liz. Oh, it's been amazing chatting to you. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you so much, Liz. We loved having you on today. We really appreciate you waking up early for us. Oh
2: well, Yeah, it's good practice for the wedding day when I'm. Oh have my to wake gosh, up really early. you should just stay up all night
1: in Hollywood. Isn't that like three in the morning or something? Yeah, I probably yeah, just should. stay up all night. Yeah, yes,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> you can find Liz's podcast "Happier with Gretchen Rubin" and "Happier in Hollywood" on your favorite podcast app, and you can follow her on Twitter. Do it right now at Elizabeth Craft.
1: We have to take a quick break, but we'll be back in just a moment with our royal wedding prediction.
0: And we're back. Remember, every week we make a prediction about the wedding day. And on the big day, we'll collect all our predictions into a big drinking game bingo board so that you can play along during the ceremony and get as tipsy as the queen with her four cocktails a day.
1: (laughs) Yes. And James, what are we predicting
0: this week? Are you ready for this?
1: I am ready. I'm ready.
0: Harry will wear a wedding ring.
1: Um... Duh. Isn't that obvious? I mean, he's getting married. Isn't he going to wear a wedding ring? No. That's obvious, right? I
0: know. This is the thing. Surprisingly, it's not that common for upper class British men to wear a wedding ring. William doesn't wear a ring.
1: What? Why?
0: I know. That is crazy. William doesn't wear a ring. He says it's because he doesn't like jewellery. And Charles wore a pinky ring. (laughs) Gross.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) From
0: Diana. But, but he took it off before getting married to Camilla, obviously. And Philip doesn't wear a wedding ring either. And David Cameron doesn't wear a wedding ring, former prime minister. But we're predicting that Harry will. He's marrying an American and Meghan is accustomed to men wearing rings. Plus, they're more modern. And it kind of feels a bit sexist that the man wouldn't wear a wedding ring.
1: Ah, it does feel sexist. And the idea that a ring is on her finger to show off that she's taken, but her husband doesn't have one on his finger to also show that he's taken seems gross, crazy to me. Do you think all these upper class men don't wear wedding rings so they can just be like, player's going to play? And they're just like out there?
0: Oh, I really hope not. I, I hate thinking of Philip as a lad.
1: <laughs> oh, come on. But Charles? <clears throat> oh, me. and
0: Charles. No, I-, I hope it's not that. I, I really don't like the thought that it's like oh you know the girl's taken the guy can just play around lads 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 that, that's that's really gross William Hansen a leading UK etiquette coach and expert has told Harper's Bazaar the tradition is to do with class and not wearing a wedding band is just a quirky British silent class indicator like the color of your shoes on a Thursday I'm with you Kristen I think it's quite sexist Hmm.
1: Well, let's talk about the tradition of the wedding ring for a second.
0: The New York Times say in England, the appearance of wedding rings for men is a relatively recent phenomenon. In his 1996 book, De Brett's New Guide to Etiquette and Modern Manners, the etiquette expert John Morgan wrote that in Britain, it is customary for the bride alone to sport a wedding ring. And although some brides have adopted the continental habit of presenting the groom with his own band during the vows, this remains not quite comilfo, which means... Not common etiquette, I guess, which is crazy. What is that about why why is that i mean i 'm a hundred percent like I know for a fact my brother in law wears a wedding ring, my dad wears a wedding wedding ring. How is it not normal for men to wear wedding rings in the upper classes
1: i don't know, and what about that whole part of the wedding the that- With this ring, Ivy Wed, do they not do that over there? I mean, in the US, that's like every wedding, that's one of the most important parts of the wedding.
0: Yes, absolutely. I guess there is an exchanging of rings, but I guess in upper classes, they...
1: Do they just skip that part? Maybe they skip that part when you're in a fancy wedding.
0: I'm actually genuinely offended about that. I didn't realize that that was the case. I really, uh, really honestly, instead I started looking into this, I, I thought that men always wore wedding rings. So anyway, that is our prediction, that Harry will break with some tradition
1: yeah you (laughs) know what listen up old rich people in england who don't wear rings this is a new generation it's a new generation
0: i would say if i was married to a man that wasn't wearing a ring then i would just be like i'm free i'm not married to you where's your ring
1: (laughs) yeah you know that whole saying put a ring on it well if you don't put a ring on it see ya
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's what that song is all about I, That's
1: what that song's about. It's Thank not about the, the
0: ring on the on the girl's finger. It's about putting it on the guy's finger.
1: Absolutely. Should put a ring
0: on it, William. I can't believe <laughs> William, isn't, William isn't wearing a ring.
1: But Harry will. But Harry's gonna do but it. Harry and we Harry will. Love, we love Harry for wearing that wedding ring, and we're gonna totally drink so many cups of pims when that <laughs> ring goes on on the wedding day on May nineteenth. And that's it for this week's episode of When Megan Met Harry. When Megan Met Harry is produced by Her Royal Highness, Lindsay Cradwell.
0: Special thanks to Ryan Dilly, our producer in London, also known as the Earl of Podcasting.
1: And as always, thanks to Andy Bower's Archduke of Panoply.
0: Have you got any predictions to share for the Royal Wedding? Send us an email at whenmeganmetharry at panoply.fm or you can tweet us at at @RoyalWeddingPod. and don't forget to subscribe, rate, leave us a review, send us a scroll and tell all your Hegan watches and Anglophiles all about our podcast.
1: Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer.
0: And I'm James Barr.
1: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. You get a ring. You get a ring. (laughs) You get a ring.